Well, goodness, big shopping weekend is over, and I kind of feel glad about that. I get a little bit tired of hearing and seeing so many ads and so many emails, and it gets a little bit inundating. And I hope that if you were in the position where you were wanting to purchase something for your home, that you were able to find a good deal. I hope that the Know Before You Go series was helpful for you. But I also know too that sometimes home design doesn't just happen in November, it happens all year long. So we're keeping this series going and this time it's all about wallpaper. What do you think about wallpaper? This feels like a love it or hate it kind of a topic, which by the way, that is something I'm considering doing a yay or nay mini series. What do you think about that? Make sure you come into my Facebook group to let me know, yeah, you want to hear yay or nay, or the, the pros and cons to each little design element, the trends that we might want to be following or not. What do you think? I want to hear from you. All right. So today, all about wallpaper. Know before you go, you know the drill. Get out a notebook, get out a pen, enjoy a nice cup of tea, and sit back and relax as we learn all about wallpaper. How many times have you found yourself at your favorite home decor store, browsing aimlessly for an item to spruce up your space just to bring it home and then not quite like it? Or find that your effort didn't pay off the way that you imagined? That rug you bought? Too big, too small, or too brown. And the curtains? We don't need to go there. Or maybe we do. In this new Tuesday Quick Tip series, Know Before You Go. Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with the babies meant budget. Like ramen eating, goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way. And made a few mistakes. So this mini series brought to you by all the mistakes I've made before. (laughs) And learned from so that I can bring you the quick tips for how you can know before you go. All right, friends, so you're considering hanging wallpaper. Yay, what a great idea. (laughs) I am a big fan, and I don't think wallpaper is going anywhere, design-wise, trend-wise. I don't think it's going anywhere for a while yet. Now, what we're seeing right now is wallpaper being used in the entire room and space, and that was very indicative of the 1960s, the 1970s, that great wallpaper era. But I think it's okay to just have an accent wall. Of wallpaper. I do. I would prefer that over a painted accent wall. Painted accent walls feel to me a little bit early 2000s, and I think we can upgrade just a little bit with a wallpaper, with a wood treatment wall, you know, like shiplap, board and batten, that kind of thing. But you're considering wallpaper, and if you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind trying it, but I don't want to commit to an entire wall, here are two ideas for you. One, put it on the back of your bookshelf. That makes a great statement and it allows for just a little addition of character, pop of color, and a conversation piece. The other is if you have a little nook. I'm thinking right now of my computer station that's in the living room and it has two floating shelves above the computer station. That would be a great place for wallpaper. Trying it in a little area is not a huge commitment. It'll keep costs down and it will give you just a little bit of pizzazz in a way that you might not have before. It allows you to have a little bit of personality peeking through. And we know that designing your home, styling your home, decorating your home, whatever word you want to call that, is all about creating and showing your personal style because your home is a canvas. It tells a story. And so many of us get stuck in that, well, in that stuckness, quite honestly. 
I don't want to make the change because I'm scared. I don't want to make the change because I'm, I don't know how to do it. I don't want to make the change because I don't know, this is what it looked like 15 years ago. And (laughs) this is what it's always been. Whatever that reason is for you, those two little ideas right there are a way for you to take a little bit of a risk. And what is the worst that can happen? Okay, but let's say you want to do that or you want to go big. You want to do the entire wall. Here are some things you need to know. Are you ready? We're going to talk about the essentials and we're going to talk about the different types of wallpaper because yes, not all wallpaper is created equal. It just isn't. So the first thing you know already what I'm going to tell you is to measure. (laughs) Yes, you can never over measure. You just can't. Measure once, measure twice, measure three times, and take advantage of the wallpaper calculator that is on the website of the wallpaper you're purchasing. Usually, if a site is selling wallpaper, it will have a calculator. It might not if you're buying it on Amazon, but I would recommend if you're wanting to have wallpaper that is going to be more than just a little backdrop, I actually recommend that maybe you go somewhere else. My favorites, Anthropology. They carry a brand called Rifle Paper Company. And my other favorite is Walls Need Love. Those are great resources for um, getting wallpaper that not only look good, but perform really well. Yes, I've had wallpaper that has not performed very well. All right. The other thing I want you to think about is reviews. Of course, we always want to think about that anyway, but this is definitely a, a case for for wallpaper. What are the reviews? Are you wanting something that is going to be in a high traffic area? Can that wallpaper be wiped down? What's happening if it's peel and stick? Is it coming off the wall? How hard is it to put up? What are the people saying about how easy or difficult it is to install? And then what about taking down? Are you reading that that far ahead as well? Because even though you choose it today, styles change over the course of time. And in 12 years, you might be ready to take it off. So are you ready for that information? How easy is it or difficult is it to remove? Whatever question you have, chances are it's going to be in a review. So make sure that you check those out and you read thoroughly before you purchase. The third thing I want you to think about is, are you doing this alone or are you doing this with a helper? And is your helper older than four? That used to be the case with me. I used to do shows where I took my product from my brick and mortar store and I took it to shows. And even though the show was only 20 miles away, I had to rent a U-Haul. I had to do the setup. And do you know who my helper crew was? The cutest little curliest hair little boy who worked for Lollipops. And it was a joy and it's a memory that I absolutely love. But I would never ask him to help me with my wallpaper. (laughs) So realistically speaking, are you doing it alone or are you having help? And how much help do you have? So make sure that you know that before you purchase, that is definitely going to play play a role in whatever you choose. Now, my side note here is that if you are a brand new DIYer, this doesn't exclude you from doing it alone. You can do it. I would just suggest starting in a space that is going to be inconspicuous. That if you make a mistake, it's not going to be the end of the world. But if you are an experienced DIYer, maybe you can do it on your own. Because girl, you have moved that dresser on your own. You've flipped that upside down on your own. You have sanded on your own. You've learned how to cut on your own. You've done all the things on your own. You've got this. Okay, I've done all on my own. And 
some have turned out better than others, quite honestly. So what are we looking at here? There are three different types of wallpaper and some might appear to be easier than others and some might appear to be harder than others. Let me just tell you what they are. And I have a feeling you are all going to be thinking one thing over the other. I have a feeling, but I'm going to just, I'm going to surprise you all and let you know at the very end, which one I think was easiest. Hey friend, it wasn't long ago that I was in the same place you're in now spending hours on Pinterest pinning images of beautiful homes that I only dreamed about living in, believing that the barriers to making my home a home that I love were limited finances and a lack of skill for making the changes myself. I remember almost the exact moment I unlocked what felt like the key to great home design, and I couldn't wait to share what it took me years to learn. You deserve to live in a home that feels like a respite from the world outside to have a home that you're delighted to invite your friends over to, and to feel confident making design decisions that reflect your style, not everyone else's. So if you're ready to get started creating a home that you've only dreamed about, I'm ready to help guide you on that journey. Home Design 101 is open for registration, but doors shut soon. You can reserve your spot at figandfarmathome.com forward slash registration. See you in class. All right, three types. The first one is peel and stick. Basically, it's like a sticker. Yeah, that's what a peel and stick is. It's like a sticker. The second one is pre-adhesive. So the glue is already on the back and you just activate the adhesive and put it on the wall. And the third type is the one that we're all used to thinking about, the one that grannies had on the wall. This is traditional. This does not come with glue already adhered to the back. You have to put the glue on the wall and then paste it up. So three types, peel and stick, pre-adhesive, and traditional with no glue. Each have pros and cons, so let's dive right in. Let's start with the peel and stick. This one is probably the most attractive to beginning DIYers, or maybe people who don't really want to put a whole lot of effort and time into adhering the wallpaper. That can be a good thing. It's really seriously like a sticker, a very big sticker. So Taking off the backing and attaching it to the wall, if you make a mistake, all you have to do is just take it off the wall and reposition it. They can be stretched a little bit, but that stretch is not very forgiving. That's a con. So it can be easy to put up, easy to reposition, but you can't really stretch it. I've learned the hard way on that. Generally speaking, peel and stick is least expensive. It's removable, so if you get tired of having that wallpaper on the wall and you're ready for a change, you can take it down easily. Even if you're not quite tired of it, you leave it on for a few years, when it's time to take it off, it is pretty easy to remove. It doesn't leave any residue on the wall when you're done, and pretty much you're ready to go if you're ready to redesign, refresh your space. Here's the bad part. Peel and stick is like a sticker. <laughs> and sometimes stickers lose their stickiness. If you have to stretch your peel and stick wallpaper at all in order for it to match up, the pattern to match up, that stretching is going to compromise the integrity of the sticky. The other thing too that I've noticed in, in my own home, you've heard me talk about the Star Wars wallpaper that is literally the bane of my existence. Go go check out my Instagram page. You'll see the Star Star Wars wallpaper and it's it's really sweet, really cute. And what I didn't show you is the parts that are peeling. When the window is opened in the wintertime, which we always keep the window open a little bit, that cool air does something to that wallpaper. It makes it so that the stick is less sticky 
And so I'm constantly, constantly putting up wallpaper glue in the corners to just keep it in place. So if you're thinking about doing a room that has big shifts in temperature or even moisture in the room, like a bathroom, I would say don't even think about peel and stick because the moisture, the steam from the bathroom, guess what that's going to do? The same thing that the cool air in my boy's bedroom is, it's going to take the the stick out of the sticky, it's going to make it so that the sticky of the wallpaper is compromised. Now, before you get all sad and think, oh, but I really, really wanted that peel and stick. Peel and stick could be good for a powder room that doesn't have a shower. It could be really good for those little nooks that I mentioned before. Maybe a teeny tiny little nook for a reading corner, maybe even the back of a bookcase. So peel and stick is not all bad, but you just want to be mindful of where it is you're putting it. Let's talk about the pre-adhesive. Now how this works is the wallpaper comes in a roll and instead of having a sticky back, it has paste that is already on the back, but it is dry. And basically all you need to do is get that wet so that it can activate the glue and then you hang it on the wall. Sounds easy enough, right? All right, let's talk about it. The pros for this kind of wallpaper is that there's no extra cost. You don't need to buy the glue, you just buy the wallpaper because the glue is already added. You have water on hand, so there's no extra cost there. And it can be repositionable, just a little bit. Now, anytime you, with any wallpaper, you are taking it off the wall, repositioning it, putting it back on the wall, you are probably going to lose a little bit of the adhesive. So that could be a negative, that if you are repositioning it so much, you might lose some of the glue on the back. Another downfall is that sometimes when you activate the glue, you miss a corner because it's not like the pink putty that when it dries, it turns white. It's not like that. It is all the coloring of the back of the wallpaper. So, hey, maybe if you know a wallpaper designer, maybe that could be a good suggestion. We know that it's ready because it's going to turn purple, (laughs) something like that. Or we know that it's ready because the purple will turn white. Maybe that's the way to go. One of the other downfalls about the pre-adhesive is that it can be a little messy because you're activating it. You're usually activating it laying on the ground. You need to have a space where you can have the wallpaper when you're when you're grabbing it and you're putting it up it needs to be able to it needs to be able to lay somewhere it needs to be able to not get your carpet your wood floor your linoleum whatever you're putting it it needs to be you need to protect that space so that can be just a little bit messy and sometimes I've found that when you fold it over itself in order to activate it getting it undone it just to me it feels a little bit clumsy and a little bit trickier this one is probably best if you're an If you are a new DIYer, this one's probably best done with a partner. So if you don't have a partner on hand, maybe think about that. In terms of cost, this one ranges anywhere between the price point of the peel and stick and the traditional. So price point is fluctuating. You can spend more or you can spend less, depending on your budget. The third type of wallpaper is traditional. It doesn't have the sticky back. It doesn't have the glue already adhered to the back. You need to purchase the paste, glue it on the wall, and then you stick up the wallpaper. Some of the cons to that is that you have to purchase the glue. You have to purchase the paintbrush to apply the glue. Sometimes when you take it off years down the road, and this would be the same for the pre-adhesive, is that it will leave the adhesive. So sometimes 
prepping the wall for painting or something else afterwards is a little bit of work. Sometimes this type of wallpaper needs a second person in order to apply, and generally this one costs the most. So there are a few drawbacks to this type of wallpaper, but there are also some good things. The installation process I think is a little bit easier. Because you're not messing with the glue that is already adhered to the back, you're gluing the wall so that you can pick up the wallpaper and hang it directly to the wall without worrying about the glue dripping off the bottom of it with the pre-adhesive. Even though you'll still protect the floors, it is going to be a lot less messy. Because you're gluing the wall and hanging the paper, this one, in my opinion, can be done by yourself because you don't necessarily need someone to hang on to the bottom of the pre-adhesive paper in order to make sure that it's not getting all over the all over the place. But anytime you have a second hand is a good thing. It can be repositionable just like the others if you take it off immediately and put it back on. But again, just like any wallpaper, if the more you take it on and off, you might have to just reapply some glue. A lot of times this wallpaper is most durable. So if it's in a high traffic area, sometimes a damp cloth is all it takes to wipe it down. That I wouldn't recommend for a peel and stick. This type of wallpaper can live in an area that has cool air opening onto it, as well as warm, humid air, as well as the steam from the shower. So it can be used pretty much anywhere. All right, so which one do I recommend? Yeah, you probably heard it. I actually prefer the traditional. The self-adhesive is way too messy for me, and I don't usually have a helping hand. So I would rather do it on my own. The peel and stick, that's too much like a sticker. <laughs> and sometimes the quality reflects it. It kind of, it can look like a sticker from the front. So I really love the traditional. I think it is easy enough, even for a beginning DIYer, I would just recommend that you start in an area that is not going to be seen as much, grow in comfort, and then move on so that you can have the best part of your work facing where most people will see it. All right, friends, right now I'm inspired. I'm going to go check out some wallpaper because I have a project up my sleeve. Do you have wallpaper in your home? We want to see it. Make sure you come on over to our Facebook community and share a picture. Also, did you apply it on your own? And which one did you think was easiest? We want to see and we want to dive into that conversation following the podcast. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.